0: Never gonna give you up, never gonna let let you you down, down. (laughs) never gonna run around and desert you, baby, Baby. never gonna give you up. (laughs) Hello!
1: No ho 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 this time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: oh, you really? were waiting for it then, weren't was? you? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, anyway, yes, hello and welcome to Darren and Matt's 80s adventure. Yeah, happy new year. Happy new year!
0: <laughs> <laughs> my name is Matt. And my name is Darren. This week we are delving into
1: The, the outsiders. outsiders. Hmm. From 1983. Yeah. A oh, year we've not been to very much. No, it's not. been you know what? Um, I, I mean, the
0: date it, it previewed, premiered, about the 23rd of March, so a yep. few days before my birthday. So I was just four when this came out. Four. Yeah. Whippersnapper. <laughs> Indeed. I was only eight. Yeah. all right. And already drinking and smoking. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 80s. And this is it. Yeah. So yes. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Uh, well, oh, welcome. yeah. I to talk to our viewer. Yeah. This our viewer. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yes,
0: our first episode of 2024. I hope you all had a nice Christmas, Christmas, New Year, and New Year. Yeah, we did. We got
1: very drunk at New Year. We did get incredibly oh, yeah, drunk. Yeah, yeah. It's your think...
0: fault. Oh yeah, all my fault. Uh huh. Uh huh. So I fed myself. What was it? Huh? Stolen rum. Uh, it, well, yeah, it's a, it's a stolen
1: rum liqueur. Stolen rum liqueur, vodka. Yeah. Mm. What else? Beer. Beer. More vodka.
0: Uh, cider Did we have cider? Yeah we did uh, well, I had cider in the bank Yeah, yeah. And vodka So I left yours at About 8.25
1: Yeah I blame the Americans Yes All of the Americans I blame America <laughs> So
0: no we <laughs> So we have a couple Of American friends That we stayed up to We
1: had a a Yeah we had them. a couple Of American friends Now we don't Swines.
0: Um We stayed up to 8 o'clock In the
1: morning To wish them A happy new year <laughs> Um, Yeah, about three, four o'clock in the morning, whilst we were drinking, we decided it would be a great idea to try and stay up to see in their new year Mm. as well. Mm. Not one of the finest ideas. And then Matt got a taxi
0: home. Uh, Yeah. And it was a bargain, wasn't it? £35. I think, what, I live about seven and a half miles from you. Dirty, dirty bastards. Yep. I mean, at least I had a nice McDonald's. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Yes, and then I ordered McDonald's and fell asleep, so missed the McDonald's. Yeah, it's, it's anyway. That, well, Ronald that, was at the door going, <laughs> let me in, let me in, I've got your nuggets. <laughs> he wasn't loving it. He was not loving it. But yeah, I mean, Christmas itself, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. We had I some good times. And um, we had a lot of gigs. And then now it's a nice, quiet January. So we're, back to,
1: so we're back to recording and drinking. And so, booking holidays and mm. talking about the summer. Yeah. and talking about changes. Ch- changes. Ch- 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 changes. Yep.
0: Those of you that you know if you follow us, we have uh, five episodes. This is one of the five episodes left of mm. this block of a hundred, shall we say? Yeah. And then we are we're, we're revamping the format a little bit. So. Only a little bit. Only
1: a little Only bit. bit yeah. yeah. I mean, don't panic. It will still be pretty much exactly the same. Just a few new features. Don't worry, listener. <laughs> <laughs> You'll still love it, mate. Uh, but yeah, no. Anyway, that's not for now. Good week apart from no 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 <laughs> oh, same God. as you whinging whining
0: no i i got sick after the hangover yeah, so no i've been me. a bit ill all week and you've burst your eardrums so we've I had did. a yeah so
1: we've,
0: we've had an interesting
1: start <laughs> Happy to New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, i literally went into the kitchen on friday to make a cup of tea and my ears just went all muffled yeah it's like, oh, crazy okay that's a bit not nice no so did they'll hold old your nose and blow thing the left ear came back perfectly, straight away. The right ear just went, wow! It um, did what? Wow! Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I could hear pretty much nothing. Bizarrely, I decided to whistle. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. It's because of Team Wolf, isn't it? Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, that famous ear-popping scene. Um, and, but I could hear a weird sort of higher-pitched n- version of the note I was whistling, In the distance somewhere, in my right ear. Maybe you're getting super hearing. It wasn't that super. Right. It felt fucking horrible. Um, But yeah, this morning, things seem to be getting back to normal. Oh, that's good. And then I blew my nose. Oh. Ow! Won't be doing that tomorrow. I'll pick them out instead. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) Can't believe that. And you're 51 next year. (laughs) Oh, 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 this is, okay. cokey Well, can I start the year off as I mean to go on? What a cunt. Brilliant. Okay. So that was that was our week.
0: Basically just two aging gentlemen going, <laughs> ow, ow. Gentlemen. Um, blokes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But we did get to watch The Outsiders, which we did. was uh which yeah. was uh, so a suggestion by your wife. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a good
1: suggestion, but we'll we'll get oh, into it. Yeah, Let's go back to 1983 first for some facts. Have you got any? Oh, I do indeed. A lovely old job.
0: right, first of all, let's look at the charts in America. So I've done the uh, box, it was 25th of March, because uh, that's when, you know, it charted that week. Mm-hmm. So, let's, I, I never remember, even though we do this every week, whether I start with America or the UK, so... <laughs> I don't think it really managed it. <laughs> no, do win. it. I'm going to start with America this week then, so... And number five, The Black Stallion Returns. Uh, that's a porn film, surely. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> as soon as I saw number five, I was like... Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The Black Stallion comes again. So it is, it is a sequel to a film called The Black Stallion, and it's uh, a teenager loses his horse in Morocco and gets him back after various daredevil adventures. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Never heard of it. Number four is Tootsie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to... Number 3 You'd like to No, I'd like to watch tootsie. <laughs> but I, li- I literally went, I'd like to, and forgot to do the... What's <laughs> th- that? Finish the sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I forgot to...
1: Oi, oi, oi. Strap in, folks. You're in for a long ride. <laughs> With the Black Stallion.
0: Whoa. <laughs> Number three is a film called The High Road to China. Have you ever heard of it? Yes. Okay. But I don't know... Oh, hmm. Uh, maybe. I, I hadn't, and the... Synopsis: Well, the, the little brief synopsis. During World War One, an alcoholic American biplane pilot is hired by a spoiled daughter of an industrialist to find her father who disappeared in Asia. Starring, I believe, Tom Selleck. Okay. Nope, there's a ring. I'd of like to then. watch it though. I looked at the, it. It, it is it very, it's very romancing the stone. But mm. at number two, yeah, The Outsiders. Okay. Opening the same week as a film called Spring Break. Now, what could that possibly be about? Well, that's it. It's an R rated film with two sets of. Uh, it says two sets of two college guys spend a spring break together in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. There they have lots of fun in and out of the sun. So it's kind of like a porky it, thing, it <laughs> Yeah, like get on, List. I like this end of that. <laughs> <laughs> so the top four in the UK. No, top four. It's a bit speckly for UK charts at the beginning of the 80s. So really? at number four was E.T. 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 <laughs> number three, The Dark Crystal. Yeah. Number two, oh, I love this film, An Officer and a Gentleman. Okay. Yeah. And at number one, Gandhi. 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 Or oh, oh, Gandhi to the rest of the world. Well, Gandhi. Yeah, <laughs> Gandhi. Gandhi. They never did a sequel. Very, very posh.
1: <laughs> I know you did one film and then disappeared.
0: Good old trigger. Yeah, that's it. Oh nice, nice. So those are the charts. Gondu.
1: Gondu <laughs> Don't
0: you know? Alright, and some other facts. Uh, a lot a lot of uh, making history this this uh, this year. Sally Ride Sally. that's the bird from Mustang Sally talking it. <laughs> no no she's the bird from Black Stallion Returns. Oh okay. <laughs> Sally Ride made history uh, when she became the first American woman to go to space. 1983. Uh, uh, Okay, first we're first American woman. She's the third woman to go to space, but the first American woman. Uh, This is a fact for your wife more than you. Fine. Chris Hemsworth was
1: born. Oh, for goodness'
0: sake! (laughs) That's it. She'll be turning off the podcast right about now. Yep. (laughs) So Chris Hemsworth. uh, It's weird seeing someone as famous as Chris Hemsworth kind of going, "Yeah, you were born after me." Okay. (sighs)
1: Shut (laughs)
0: up. Also in 1983. I don't know if I can rack my brain somewhere and, and see there was a news story. The UK was hit with red rain. I, 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 I think <laughs> that's
1: happened a few times, isn't it? It was it's blood rain. Sand.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Sand from the Sahara Desert. Mm. Uh, winds and Sahara causing sand to enter the atmosphere, and then it came back in raindrops. Mm. So and they appeared red. So blood rain. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> And uh, we also had Eric Peters completing his sail from the Canary Islands Mm -hmm. to Guadalupe with Gandhi. (laughs) Uh, His voyage took 46 days and was done in a 5 foot 8 barrel. Why? Because he wanted to set the record for the smallest craft across the Atlantic.
1: He's got a job.
0: Yeah, yeah, sailing a 5 foot (laughs) 8 barrel from the Canary Islands to Guadalupe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And finally... August Hoffman Jr. sets the record, the world record, then, Mm-mm. I mean, I don't know if it's held now, but for the most consecutive sit-ups, uh, for God's sake, can you guess how many? Uh, well, if it's anything like me, two? A bit, right, more than two, I will give three. you that <laughs> Definitely more than three. 41. I think you're going to have to think bigger, add a few zeros. 4,000. 000. More. 4,001 Okay thousand
1: and two. <laughs> 29
0: 4,003 Yes, that's it, Darren 4,003 No, 29,051 Has he got a job? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess an underwear model <laughs> mm. uh, 29,000 in a
1: row mm. Fucking hell, ridiculous Why? I don't know What's the point?
0: I don't, what I did don't, he achieve?
1: Ask him what, what did he win?
0: A, 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 a mention on the podcast. <laughs> he thought, wow. you know what? Basically, uh, 41 years later.
1: Mm.
0: Anyway, uh, I, I, oh, I do have another fact. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, well, so although we it got... somebody to... else doing something completely fucking pointless. Well, it depends on your <laughs> point of view. Although the Windows operating system didn't come out until 89... Mm-hmm. It was the first time Word came out that year. Word. Word. Word to your mother. <laughs> that, that's it. So there we go. Those are my facts from 1980. Right, well, I'm glad we had that extra drink before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> How about we have a look at the charts?
1: The Outsiders was first released in Tulsa, Oklahoma on the 22nd of March 1983 and received its actual premiere on the 25th of March 1983 in Canada and the USA. So this week we are looking at the UK Top 10 for the week commencing the 20th of March 1983. At number 10 this week, falling from last week's number 8, it's Modern Romance and High Life. Climbing one place to number 9, it's Orange Juice and Rip It Up. Falling from last week's three to this week's eight, it's Michael Jackson and Billie Jean. Falling from number five to number seven, it's Banana Rama and Nana Hey Hey Kiss Him Goodbye. Last week's four is this week's six. It's Forest and Rock the Boat. It's a new entry at number five for David Bowie and Let's Dance. Up two places to number four, it's the Style Council and Speak Like a Child. Last week's two is this week's three. It's Eurythmics and Sweet Dreams Are Made of This. And last week's number one is this week's number two. It's Bonnie Tyler and Total Eclipse of the Heart. Which means it's a new number one this week. And it's a new entry. Straight in at number one, it's Duran Duran. And is there something I should know? And that was the UK Top 10 for the week commencing the 20th of March, 1983. That's going to take some fucking editing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. But what a chart. Let's dance. That's, isn't that one of your favourite Bowie songs? Yes, it is. I mean, pretty much every song from Bowie is a favourite because they're fucking I great. I mean, he's brilliant. Yeah. Or was brilliant. I'm <sighs> still missing. Still fucking missing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, that's that song. And that video is a work of genius, as far as I'm concerned. Love it. But what a top ten. You know, Billie Jean. Rock the boat, rock the boat, baby. Uh... Billy Jean's such a confusing song, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Why? Because it was What's a, the message? <laughs> what's the message there? Uh, have you got a kid or not? Uh, that's a good song, though, isn't it? It's a great song, but I don't know what the fuck
0: he's talking about. She's not mm-hmm. my lover. She's but not. But she seems to say, what's what's it? That I'm the one.
1: Yeah. Kid's not my son. I guess if we look further into it, there's probably some sort of... Hee-hee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Hee-hee. I, I I I'm guessing... Maybe there was some sort of thing in the newspaper, some woman saying, he's the father of my kid. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. That maybe that sense. What, that's what I get from the, the, the song. I don't know for definite. Maybe. Uh, if any of our listener knows, then please <laughs> write and let us know. But anyway, yes, yeah, so Let's Dance at Five. Sweet dreams are made of this. Uh, yeah, that's a proper 80s era defining classic. At number three, totally clips of the heart from the old razor gargler, Bonnie Tyler. <laughs> And the great Duran Duran at number one. Is this something I should know? Um, So we've watched the literal video version of Total Eclipse of the Heart. (laughs) Yes, we have. Honestly, if you've not heard that, (laughs) you've got to do it. You have to.
0: go So if you search for literal video, Total Eclipse of the Heart, YouTube, YouTube, you will find it's a very funny video. Mm Mullet with headlights.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. But anyway, just outside the top 10 then. Go for uh, it. At 12, we've got altered images. Uh, don't talk to have me we seen them? Yes, we have. Okay. Yep. Ring the bell, yep. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ring the bell. Ring da bell. <laughs> 14 Bucks Fizz, Run for Your Life. We've seen them. hmm 15 Ultravox and Visions in Blue. Blue. Seen him. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16 Phil Everly and Cliff Richard, She Means Nothing to Me. I mean, I've seen him on my mum's calendar. Of course. Uh, 19, Blumange with Waves. 20, hmm. The Great Spandau Ballet in Communication. Good song. 21, Joe Boxers and Boxer Beat. 22, Love on Your Side, the Thompson Twins. 23, one of my all-time favourite songs of all time, mm-hmm. uh, Toto and Africa. Oh, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. Huh? Uh, and also at 24, one of my all-time favourite songs of all time, New Order and Blue Monday. Uh, I'd know it, but I can't think of it right now. Alcohol. Oh, yeah. You'd know it. I think it's still the biggest selling uh, (laughs) 12-inch. Please. That's (laughs) the the Black Stallion returns. Hey! (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The biggest selling 12-inch single of all time. Okay. At 29, one of your favourites, or used to be one of your favourites, Kajagoogoo in Two Shy, Shy, Hush, Hush, I do I. Mm. Mm. You went off him, didn't you? There, I did it, yeah. <laughs> 31, Big Country, Fields of Fire. 32, Genetic Engineering from OMD. 33, A mm. hey, Little Girl from Ice House.
0: Oh, no, nice. I Ice know House. that. Do
1: you know that song? Uh, not from the title, but okay, obviously no I, Ice I, House. I definitely know the song, yeah. Uh, 34, The Great Fun Boy 3 and tunnel Love. I don't know this, and I'm interested to see if this is the same, because they were in the uh, Stock and Waterman camp. But 35, musical youth, and never going to give you up. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, so we need to look into that. 36, Crime River, from the great Murray Wilson. 37, funnily enough, uh, you mentioned the film, Up Where We Belong, Joe Cocker and Jennifer Warnes. Yay. 38, The Great Tracy Ullman and Breakaway. And at forty, Depeche Mode get the balance right. I mean, that is one hell of a chart. And I I say that a lot. But anything's got Blue Monday and Africa uh, and Thompson Twins and oh yes. Personally, for me, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a
0: really good early '80s chart as well. Because some of the early '80s charts, I'm like, "Mm, Uh I don't know, Uh but yeah, yeah, I know a lot of those. Yeah, great, great tunes that have stood the test of time.
1: Indeed. Yeah
0: oh that's great no we have to listen to a so we have to later on try and find Never Gonna Give You Up
1: yeah like I said they were in the same camp with uh, Pete Waterman so it'd be interesting to see if it mm. is the same song probably oh, not Jane, but there we go right.
0: <laughs> and, and the Ice House Hey, hey Little Girl or...
1: yeah yeah if you've not heard of Ice House crazy oh they are phenomenal you must have a listen they're fantastic
0: so with the charts all done I think it's now time for Darren's Challenge So, every week, Darren has a challenge to link last last week's film to this. (laughs) Do (laughs) want (laughs) now? Let's clear that up. So, (laughs) every single week, Darren has a challenge to link last time's film to this time's film in a certain amount of steps. He starts at five and goes down to one. So, this week, he has one step to get from last time's film, which was... Home Alone. To this time's film, which is... The
1: Outsiders. Well, can it be done? Yes okay <laughs> <laughs> okay as Matt said I've got one step to get from home alone to the outsiders uh, take your pick which options you want there's a few oh there's a lot yeah well I stopped at two Just <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'll go with this one step one Macaulay Culkin was in getting even with dad with Gaylord Sartain who plays Jerry in the outsiders oh go on, What's yeah. the alternate then Uh, Catherine O'Hara was in Tall Tale with Patrick Swayze. Right. So (laughs) it was nice and easy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's the one-step challenge. Brilliant. Well done. (laughs) I get the feeling there's probably a few more if I'd carried on looking, but... Probably. uh, Couldn't be asked.
0: Well, that's because (laughs) (laughs) because
1: this film has so much Hollywood royalty. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, just... Was it seven future stars, three of whom are Oscar winners or something, or four...
0: You just, yeah. you look through and you see the beginning uh, and the overly long title screen
1: and you <laughs> you kind of go, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Let's have an initial reaction then, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, being an even numbered episode, I get to go first. Um, and I've got to say, I'd only seen this film once before. Uh, I, I didn't watch it when it first came out. It was a completely new film to me. When I first got together with Cez uh, and she uh, recommended it. So let has go back 20 years we've been together this year. Uh, she said, I can't believe you've never seen it. You've got to watch this film. And I watched it then. And uh, and I really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. I don't think it's without fault. Uh, and, and watching it again this time. May, if you're going to watch it, uh, there are two versions now available. There's the original theatrical cut. And there's uh, a, a, a is 20- like the storybook. Or yeah, or is it, it's, it's much more accurate to the actual novel. The, yeah, The film's based on a novel by S.E. Hinton, who's actually in the film, plays the nurse, uh, uh, Dallas's nurse. Um, yeah, so, so the, the, the new version, which came out of, I think, 2005, 2006, something like that, is that cut, much more faithful to the novel. But yeah, so the, we're, but we're looking at the theatrical cut. We're looking at the theatrical cut for this. Um, and so yeah, we watched that uh, again this weekend. I watched it with Says last night. Uh, and uh, yeah, I still liked it. I think it's got some great performances in it. It's got some bizarre choices, uh, some bizarre Coppola. It's Francis Ford Coppola directed it. Our first Coppola film, actually, on the podcast. It is. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 some of his directing choices and shot choices I find quite out there. Let's put oh. it that way. Uh, but I, I, in this reaction, I, it, it's 91 minutes. It's almost a perfect film. <laughs> it flows along nicely. Yes, it's a little bit jarring in places because I think it's lost a bit too much. Yeah. But uh, in this reaction, I really, really like it. Some great performances. It's a great story. It's a great simple story. It's almost like uh, Rydell's side story. <laughs> um, but yeah no initial reaction I think it's terrific yourself
0: okay. uh, yeah I mean I had no uh, I mean look I've wanted to do this for a while and so when it was suggested by says, I was like okay great I'm mm. really excited by this because, because of the cast more than anything yeah just wow you look at you look at some you know, some really good performers in this I was like yeah okay I'm interested and I had, I'd read nothing about it I knew it was set in the 60s mm-hmm. that was it so yeah, I went in very cold, and I just I the entire way through, I was like, "Where is this going?" Mm. And yeah, I do see the West Side Story type references and I, Greece. <laughs> I, I get, I guess, yeah. Well, I guess it's for me, it felt a little bit like if Greece had a love child with Stand by Me. Uh, but definitely, yeah, yeah. So something like that. Yeah. So yeah, as 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 um, Greece me Gre- <laughs> Grease Greece me. <laughs> wow. Stand by Grease. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, look, I, I enjoyed it. However, I just, mm, I felt something was missing. Mm-hmm. That's that's my only thing. Uh, yes, it, it did come in in one hour, 31 minutes, as I'll find out <laughs> in a minute. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really liked it, really liked it. But I just, I was like, I wanted more. Mm. That's the only thing. And I think... Yeah, I think yeah. we have both hinted to the fact that some was cut. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, there we are.
1: Great. Well, that's on initial reactions. We're going to take a short break now to uh, top up our glasses and empty our asses. <laughs> 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 <We're> really not. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll take a short break and we'll be back very shortly. Top up our glasses, I don't empty our know. Our arses. This is you making me drink too much vodka. <laughs> okay. See you in a bit. And, and we're, we're back.
0: back. Part two of Darren and Matt's 80s Adventure, where we're never going to give you up. <laughs> <laughs> so, we did listen to that version in the preview.
1: could no let you <laughs> down.
0: Yeah. It's really good. I quite <laughs> like that song. Bit of musical youth. Musical youth. Get on. And we listened to the Ice House song as well and realised that,
1: yes, we've listened uh-huh. to that an uh-huh. awful lot. <laughs> anyway, at this point in the podcast, uh, we're going to have a little challenge from Matthew, and he gets to give us the synopsis of the film. In the style of Ice House. In the style of Ice House. <laughs> uh, but I think that should change the Musical Youth this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, so he gets to give us the synopsis of the film, and he has as many seconds as the film has minutes to do that. So, Matthew, how long was the film? Well, a challenging... Mm-hmm. <laughs> one hour 31 minutes okay so you have one minute 31 seconds yeah. to give us the synopsis are you ready no well we're gonna have the <laughs> <a> jingle anyway <laughs> <laughs> and if you're still ready go we first meet
0: greases dallas johnny and pony boy doing their rounds and we see that the greaser are at war with the Soshis. They end up at a driving where the boys meet up with Cherry and her friend. Cherry just left a guy in the car where we assume he tried to have sexy time with her. Dallas is offensive and Johnny alongside Ponyboy end up sitting with the girls. We learn that Ponyboy's parents are dead and he lives with his brothers Darry and Soda Pop. Johnny and Ponyboy head home but Johnny's parents are fighting so he and Ponyboy stay out late. When Ponyboy returns home, he gets into trouble with his brother, so Johnny and Ponyboy go for a walk. They encounter some drunk socias, and after an altercation, Johnny kills one of them. They run away, assisted by Dallas, and end up in an abandoned church for a few days. They cut their hair and bond over Gone with the Wind. Dallas turns up and takes the boys out for food. They return to the church, which is on fire, and they all run in to save the the children that somehow got trapped in there. The boys are now heroes, and it looks like they might get away with a self-defence slash manslaughter plea, however Johnny is badly burnt. The Greasers and the Sochers arrange a rumble to settle things, and as the rumble is about to start, Dallas turns up and it starts to rain as every good fight looks better in the rain. The Greasers win, but at what cost? Dallas and Ponyboy end up back at the hospital and tell Johnny the news, who then dies. Dallas takes us badly and goes on a rampage, eventually being killed. After all this, we're left with Ponyboy, who wants to tell the story, and after seeing a letter written to him by Johnny telling him to stay gold, he sets out to write the story.
1: Okay. So, just remind us, how long was the film? It was um, one hour, 31 minutes. So you had one minute, 31 seconds to give us the synopsis. You did it in a drum roll. One hour. 32.5! 32.5! So close! So close! I thought that was going to be a, a, a celebratory shot. That, celebratory oh shot. Oh my then. god. Yeah. Wowzers. Yeah, congratulations. Very, very close, but just not nice enough. Oh. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Yay, alcohol. woo Love it. Yeah, so there we go. Nice one. That's the synopsis. Now we're going well, to that. <laughs> yeah,
0: with regards to, it's quite a difficult film to sum up mm. in because a lot happens
1: in that yeah. ninety-one minutes. It's a simple story, but mm. a lot does happen. I mean, getting to know the characters is is a bit of a, a roller coaster already.
0: I mean, yeah, even even I was like. What we talk about? Soshes. What? What's a? What's a so- yeah. I had to
1: Google what a sosh was. <laughs> Socialite, apparently. Yeah, yeah, apparently. Uh, anyway, for, sorry. For, no, the, for me, the the one of the most confusing things. Well, not most confusing, but one of the thing that sort of got on my tits a little bit was the fact. Uh, and I think it, this isn't really a, a fault of the uh, the Coppola clan because it's not just Francis Ford, is it? No. Um, as usual, the, the the rest of the family involved as well. But um, one of the things that I sort of I didn't like, which annoyed me slightly, was the fact that two of the main characters have such similar names. Yeah, you got Darry Darry and Dallas, Dallas, but Darry and Dally. Occasionally, they called him Dally, Dally and Darry. Yeah, yeah, that that's one thing that just yeah, it's like come on. In hindsight, it it, it doesn't quite work. It's for someone coming. I know the novel, which was released in '67, is you know as big. In, in the states as something like tom sawyer or i guess little women it's a very important novel to sort of kids late kids uh, early teens. she years. was ridiculous I, mean, I know we haven't got
0: into like some of the stuff mm. like like alternate casting stuff but she was so young when she wrote it Yeah, 17
1: when she, when the book when was, it was released probably, yeah, yeah. yeah so she wrote yeah. it at 15 years yeah. old yeah which is amazing uh anyway yes before we get into that um i know there's a few alternatives to oh, go Jesus. through so, strap, um, strap in um no. <laughs> me, i'm taking my glasses off for
0: this bit so i mean look i haven't done them all because there was just too many but so nick cage who is related mm-hmm. should we say i well, mean it's yeah, it's his yeah, nephew his nephew yeah. From um franny's nephew yeah we'll get into the family tree later i've got some oh, yeah. <laughs> um he so he auditioned for darry uh but got t- like he went all method on it as well
1: <sighs> stayed in a darkened room for, yeah, three days, for days or days something. And- Allegedly. And
0: yeah. uh, then, you know, then his uncle said, well, why don't you come and audition for 2-Bit? But nope. Wasn't good, enough, wasn't a big enough role for him, was it?
2: Which is, uh, allegedly. Which is crazy
0: because, yeah. I, I, or maybe he's just pissed off because he didn't get the role. He but did. then he's in the film anyway. Is he? Yeah, he's in the Rumble. He's a soci in the Rumble. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Quaid apparently turned down Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mickey Rourke auditioned for Darry. <laughs> right. I can't see that. Hmm, no, okay. So, <laughs> okay, so apparently Tom Cruise auditioned for Soda Pop, Daryl, Randy, and Dally before being cast as Steve.
1: Right. I um, mean, that's, yeah, he, was, he wanted to be in this film, didn't he? But I, I think that was one of Coppola's things, though, wasn't it, from for, for looking into yes. it, he would get them all to read every single role. And see what fitted, well, I yeah. mean, it was great, because we, we, we used to workshop auditions
0: mm. where people mix and match, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cherry, Cherry Wires. The great Diane Lane. Oh, she was brilliant. She, Super. I, I mean, I've seen her in so many films, mm-hmm. right? As uh, So, I mean, Martha Kent in, uh, in, the, yeah, in Superman. Oh, she was in Superman, was she? Yeah, she was. <laughs> but, but the worst Superman films, in my opinion. <laughs> um, however, mm-hmm. seeing her there, I was like, Diane Lane, you are fit. Yeah. She was beautiful. She's a hottie. Yeah, she was a hottie. Mm. But Sp- a connection to Man Helen Slater. Slater, Slater auditioned for the role of Cherry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooke Shields turned it down, uh, and also Sarah Jessica Broderick turned it down.
1: <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Got a face like a shoe. Okay, I didn't say that. They said it on Family Guy. I wouldn't be so rude. Uh,
0: Anthony Michael Hall read for Pony Boy. I'm glad he didn't get it. I don't think he would have been. Anywhere near as good as no. See Thomas. T- Tommy How? Howell. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> and apparently Val Kilmer was mm. offered Pony Boy, so that would have been a weird. Yeah, I really like Val. Kil- have you seen the the documentary Val? No, it's really worth a watch. Is it? So it's it's because he used to carry a camcorder everywhere, right? So it's lots of footage from him as a young star in Hollywood, and it's narrated. Like it's his words, but it's narrated by his son because he can't talk now. So he's got the, you know, he's got a very similar sounding voice. Val is worth a watch. Really, really good. And that's on? Uh, I don't know. I watched it on an airplane to America. (laughs) So I'm sure it's on something, but yeah, I've watched it on a plane. It's out there somewhere. It's out there somewhere. It's definitely on a Virgin Atlantic flight to Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Let's all go to Florida. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so those are, I mean, so there's a a lot more, but Mm. I I take out the notable.
1: Yeah, I, I saw that uh, Anthony Michael Hall was potentially in the running for it, and I think it would have been a very, very different. I think he's a very good comedy actor, and I like him in Breakfast Club. Yeah. but I think no, I think I think this
0: cast, casting was right. Yeah, definitely. Do you know what? Funny enough, on this casting, I I have just watched a, a TV show called Obliterated. That sounds like a quiz show. It, no, it's it's really it's, it. Uh, I think it's very good. Uh, it's essentially The Hangover, but with Um, FBI agents, I guess, and they complete a mission and they get absolutely, completely cunted in a hotel. But the mission's not over. They don't realise that. Um, And they've got to then sober up and get through the mission. So C. Thomas Howell... That sounds like
1: us coming home from our holiday.
0: (laughs) We've got to be up for the plane! But C. Thomas Howell in this plays a, a bomb... Diffusal expert, right? Who spends most of the time coked off his face and trying to shag. That sounds
1: like it. us coming home from the.
0: Home. <laughs> what? And trying to shag anything that moves. That sounds like us coming. <laughs> but he, like, I was just watching him as, you know, this beautiful performance as Pony Boy and then just remembering him eh, <laughs> like 40 years later in Obliterated where he's like got his ass out trying to shag this girl on a boat. It's that's like, a- Leave it. Anyway, yeah, so it's, yeah, that's
1: that was a bit of a juxtaposition really. But yeah, the casting is, is Yeah, great. it's superb. For anyone that has not seen the film, uh you've got Tom Cruise, you've got Matt Dillon, you've got Ralph Macchio, you've got Patrick Swayze, Diane Lane, as we said. C. Thomas Howell, uh, Emilio Estevez, uh, Leif Garrett. It's fucking crazy, the casting in this film. It's, it's ridiculous. And Nicolas Cage. Uh, and Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And Nicolas Cage. So, yeah, as we said, based on a, a 1967 novel by S.E. Hinton, who turns up as Dallas's nurse in, in that scene, ha- had a budget of $10 million and took $33.7 million, roughly, at the box office. Uh-huh. So, yeah, very nice. Right, okay, so... 2024, mm-hmm. how much money would it be
0: to get that cast together? Oh, my God. Nowadays. As they are now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, uh, God bless. We've lost Swayze. But mm. Jesus, how much
1: money yeah. would it take to get that cast together now? Well, I mean, Tommy Cruise alone. Well, Tommy Cruise alone. Yeah. 15 million, 20 yeah, million. All, yeah. Although they all seemed to in- enjoy it. Yeah. They had a great time. They, the, the three brothers, especially, apparently, were put together. Uh, in the house to spend a weekend together and just live and cook as a family. Or yeah, yeah, and yeah, none, yeah. None, none of them could cook, um, but they had to live as a family for a weekend. I think it's great. I also what I found weird was watching it and going, ah, so Rob
0: Lowe hasn't changed. He's an ugly bastard, isn't he? Know, he like there's some actors they grow up and mm-hmm. they they change. He looks the same. And for his first ever film role, yes, Rob He's Lowe's super- first film,
1: yeah. So the three brothers—Patrick uh, Swayze, who's the eldest—they've lost their parents in a in a horrendous crash, which is see in sort of a dream sequence flashback, uh, with their car being hit by a train. So yeah, Swayze's the the, the elder brother; he takes on the dad role. Uh, and Rob Lowe's the middle brother. Uh, and Tommy Howe is the Tommy young <laughs> is the young brother, uh, and him and uh, Rob Lowe's relationship is really nice. And I get why it's it's quite fractious between the three of them because mm-hmm. you know they've been dumped in this awful awful situation. And you think about siblings as well.
0: Yeah, it, it, you know you don't generally. I mean, some people do, but so. And there was a dog in the car. <laughs> but you don't get with your siblings, and then you're all you've got left. Hmm. But so I was reading about, you know, the book. It's a lot more about, you know, about the custody and things like that. So it's, mm. which I think it could have delved into, but it didn't. So that's probably not a point to talk
1: about. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's basically a coming of age drama full of teenage angst. And, you know, this is, a, it's a sort of weird little scene that doesn't really go anywhere and doesn't really mean anything before the rumble. Oh, yeah. where um horseface whoever his name is pony boy uh, horseface <laughs> uh, and horseface and seven up that's the two brothers isn't it mm-hmm. yeah um, <laughs> so you got pony boy and randy in the car talking about the rumble mm-hmm. uh and it, it it's this little scene about which which is one of the messages of the film as well people born on opposite sides of the track basically uh, and that seems to be the biggest thing in the film you know it doesn't matter how good you are how talented you are how clever you are if you're not from the right side of the track you don't stand a fucking chance and you know they know that that's why this, this the angry there's this angst uh and normally in, a, in a, this sort of teenage a film based around teenagers aimed at teenagers mainly i guess it's the parents that are there that they're rebelling against but there aren't any they don't seem to be pretty much any parents at all you know two bit mentions his mum yep uh, and obviously you see the Johnny, Johnny johnny's parents parents fighting. are very fract- uh, the it's a horrible environment but yeah for, for something that is normally the, normally the norm i think this is a very, very good good take on that uh, uh, and it just completely bypasses that thing i will
0: say as soon as we saw johnny's parents fighting and they went to talk at the back and he mm-hmm. was like i want to kill myself whatever else, I was like, yeah, he's not, he's not making it through this film. I, mm. I knew, you knew straight away. I, I knew straight away. I was like, Macho is not making it through this film.
1: Mm. Well, uh, spoilers. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Sorry for a uh, film that's 41 but, years old. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. yeah. And I like the friendships and the loyalties, uh, and the, the whole pointlessness of the violence, the, you know, the turf war. It's still really relevant today. That, without bringing the podcast down, another fucking stabbing last week in London. Yeah. I mean, you fuck off. It's, it just stop. It's pointless. Nobody wins. Um, but is, is that, I mean, you were saying earlier on,
0: you joked about having West Side Story vibes, mm, you know, and it, it has got a bit of that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, the Soshis if you like, and the Greasers. Yeah, I mean, it,
1: it I mean, there's one line lifted directly from West Side Story. Hey, yeah. no jazz before the Rumble. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. Not that well, I remember West so sure that way. You know, no, no, not, not you know, at all. But
0: I, don't, I don't know. It's it, it's it is it's, it's it's interesting because like some of the horsing around and stuff, like with the the guys in the apartment, a lot of that felt quite improvised. Mm. You know, um, yeah. Uh, some bits for me felt a bit forced. Yes, I have to be honest. It I'm, felt a bit. That's my point. Mm. It felt a bit like. This is how boys are going to act when they're by themselves. And yeah. I was like, mm, not, yeah, not all the time,
1: really. I've got more about that a bit later. Apparently. Okay, yeah, um, <laughs> and they're definitely not fucking smokers. <laughs> 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 but we get a montage. Yeah, yeah we, do. A little, we do get a montage, and that whole thing where they uh, go up to the the church to escape from uh, what's happened. Uh, I quite like that sequence. I think. I must say, I think, I mean, I'll get into the cinematography
0: later because I think, you know, right. Yep. but that looked beautiful. Mm. As in, when they were up having that conversation about the poem, yes, that was really nice. And, you know, I was looking at it and I'm like, you know, are we getting brotherly overtones? Are we getting, like, because they were really close as well. Mm. So I didn't know whether there was, you know, a gay sort of
1: undertone there with those two guys. Bizarrely, and I, I don't want to talk about the, the alternate cut, mm. but there is a bit. Uh, actually the whole opening is completely different. We see Horseface walking back <laughs> towards the house at the very start, and yeah. he gets attacked by the the associates. Uh, the the they, they cut his chin. That's why that, he's got that's the no, it's just, I thought yeah. I'd missed something. Was like, that is in, in the, the bit that was cut. Uh, but him and Soda Pop yeah. actually share a bed. Okay. Uh, and in, in in the first scene, when they're at their home, pretty much, they're, they're in bed together at night. He says, are you cold? And he cuddles into him. Yeah. So again, there's that sort of... There's a, it's a, a fair bit of because they are very close. They're all very touchy feely with each other. But
0: that's it. But also for for lad lads, mm. you don't yeah. find that lad lads are that touchy feely. No, probably not. And you saw, I think it was Pony Boy sleep on Johnny or vice versa. I can't yeah. remember, but they were sort of cuddled up. I was like cuddled right. That's unusual. The yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For like sixties to have yeah, team like
1: boys. That. You'd be like, fuck off, you know, uh, d- and all that but, sort of thing. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is what lads do, isn't it? Like I say, lads, lads. I mean, don't forget now, the 60s for us are a long way away. And, you know, from what you read, in the, oh, obviously we weren't there. <laughs> I can't imagine, you know, guys hugging each other. It doesn't seem to be a very, very mm. uh, emotionally huggy time. For, no. you know, men were men. you punch each other on the arm and, and you know, stiff up a lip and all that sort yeah. of thing. And,
0: and we are looking, like, so it's sort set, like, now,
1: mm. what, nearly
0: 60 years ago. Yeah. However, when the film came out, we are looking, what, uh, yeah, 18 years on, right? So that would be like a film nowadays, flashing back to 2006.
1: No, 18 years ago was, what, 1990? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. 1980? Had the, had the yeah. But that's, so... It wasn't too far. Fu- I mean, obviously, as you said, the novel came out in, what, 67? 67, yeah. yeah. I mean, like you said, it started in 65, <laughs> which was at her reaction to violence, the sort of violence that she writes about in the book, mm. and uh, how pointless it bloody is.
0: That's just, it's just uh, the timeline, it could, because it seems so far removed from us now, 60s America yeah? feels so far removed. Is this
1: the first 60s-based film we've done? Hmm. I mean, we've done loads in the 50s, obviously loads in the 80s. 70s. Uh, Potentially. I don't know of hand, but yeah. Uh,
0: good Morning Vietnam, when was that? That was... Mm,
1: 75? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's The Fall of Saigon, I think it's 75. Uh, anyway, yeah. So Dallas is a wanker, basically, isn't he? He's fucking hot. Matt Dillon's character, Dallas, uh, he's the first person that we see after the titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's so arrogant. Bit of a and, dick, isn't he? Yeah. yeah it, uh, and it turns out he's just been released from, from prison again. But he's horrible at the at the driving. He's a complete fucking melt. Drop cigarette and, or ash on... Uh, Onto her hair, on a, yeah. On, uh, but the, the bit where he falls off his chair <laughs> happened by accident. Uh, and you actually see Tommy Howe look at the director <laughs> to see what... And then they just carry on. It's, and it's a very funny moment, actually. I like it. I think I think the hat thing was a thing as well, wasn't it? Oh, yes. It was not like the... I don't know, some... One of the crew members, yeah. yeah crew, crew, exactly. exactly okay. blew onto, oh, fucking, I'll use that. And keep it in. Yeah, great. Uh, that's, it's funny. But Dallas, as a character, is, is horrible. And he makes it to the Rumble, even though he's in hospital just before. Uh, but apparently the first punch of the Rumble into C. Thomas Howell's face actually connected and knocked him out. Yeah. Ouchies. Ouchies, indeed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what did you think of the Rumble? I, I liked it. I mm. mean, it was it was... <laughs> I had to I I smiled a little bit and I, I did reference it in my synopsis mm. that,
1: you know, it was raining. So But, but yeah. all fights look better in the rain. Yeah, I I did read afterwards. Uh, uh, allegedly, it was raining on the first day of the shoot for the yeah. rumble, but I mean, it wasn't on the second, so they brought in rain machines and it was what zero degrees at the time when they were filming? Yeah, not fun. Bastard freezing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I quite liked the rumble actually. I didn't think it was wholly successful. I thought some Fighters were better than others. I mean, some of them you could see. There's, you know, there's a fucking week between the end of their fist and the other guy's face. I, I'd had to laugh at <laughs> them, the fact that they're facing off against Dalton Maverick. <laughs> 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 but Tommy Cruise is fucking go for it, isn't he? He ain't oh, holding he is. back. Yeah, He's great. He's a good, uh, good screen fighter. And he did
0: that. He did that flip
1: thing. Mm.
0: That's yes. crazy. So yeah, yeah.
1: yeah apparently, again, because it's all you know, we have to find out. As we said before, none of this is confirmed. Uh, but ha- before he did the the flip off the side of the car, he went to Essie Hinton to say, "I don't think I can do it. I'm feeling really sick. I've had too much to eat at lunch." She took him to the food wagon and made him drink a load of raw eggs until he was sick, and then he could do the the, the backflip off the. Which side Swayze of the taught car. him to do? Yeah. Well, yeah. Being a trained dancer, yeah, yeah.
0: I, however, Swayze, it, it was like he put on his
1: his twenty year old t- Swayze.
0: Twenty, yeah. 20- <laughs> He put on his dirty dancing outfit just before he went to it. he's like uh-huh. he's there with his oh, let's get my abs out. I mean you know, <laughs> and then put on his black shirt and black fr- I was like, okay, he's,
1: uh, Here he's we go. dressing up Here's as Johnny, Johnny Castle. Yeah. But yeah, the rumble's all right, it works well. Uh, on the whole. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: and then they go back to the hospital to see Johnny Kay and he, and he fucking just dies. And it's a really, I'm not gonna say really good moment, but in terms of the, the film, it's a really good moment. Mm-hmm. It's quite. You're not convinced?
0: No, I am. You going to come I back just, to that in a bit? Is that what you're saying? I, no, I just. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I will come back. Okay, to it. Okay. Okay. Uh, And then, obviously, Dallas goes off his head. And I did think Dallas is deaf. I would say it's a shocking moment, but it's a horrible, moment. No, it definitely is. It definitely is, because he's facing
0: off against police with an empty
1: gun. An empty gun, yeah. Yeah. Although, I will say, the gun... I've seen
0: seen it described... Sorry, I was reading about this earlier online. I've seen it described as... It's called, like, um, suicide by police or something Mm. like that.
1: It's exactly what it is, yeah. But, yeah, I will say, just a little thing... The guy who wants to like Superman in the the shop who actually shoots him first, yeah, doesn't break any glass when he when the body <laughs> just a little thing. It
0: is funny. He was there, and I was like, oh, Clark Kent. It's Clark Kent. <laughs> I thought exactly. He's looking the at same comics, thing. and there's
1: Clark Kent behind the counter. <laughs> I I did like that moment though, I, and I thought the letter was quite touching. And it turns out the whole thing is him. I gotta stop calling him a horse face. Ponytail. turns out ponytail. The whole film is Pony Boy's dissertation, I guess. It for 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 Yeah, Pony Boy's Outing. Yeah, The, pon- the Pony Boys <laughs> Outing. Nice, I like it.
0: Before we kind of get into our highlights and lowlights, mm-hmm. I just because I, I clocked at the beginning, I was like, oh yeah. So it was composed composed by Carl Cop- coppola Capola. Yeah. Um and I was like, oh, I wonder how he was related. So I've, I've started looking into the family tree. Uh huh. Okay. Oh my goodness. So, do you, do you know who's. who's? Well, Sophia's in there. Right. Sorry. Okay. So, Domino. Who, so, first of all, let's start with the composer. We'll mm-hmm. get into the music in a bit. Carmine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, who's he in relation? Dad. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And he had uh, some children, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> so. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> so he had Francis, and then so he had a daughter. He, well, Francis had a daughter. No, no, no. Carmine, uh, right? Talia Shire from Rocky. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah, so yeah. she's his. Uh, she's Francis. It's Wals- a
1: family affair. Yeah, so she's
0: his sister, uh-huh. and she, so she also uh, her son Jason Schwartzman is an actor, right? Uh, on the other side, though, so Francis Ford uh, Coppola's uh, brother August. Uh, he's Nicolas Cage's father. Uh So it's just, it's just, it's
1: quite, it's quite a dynasty, really, isn't it? it? And there's another one in there as well, in the production side as well. I I remember seeing the opening titles. But didn't he do all the Godfather films, Carmine? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, well, we'll get to the music. Uh, No, the the Godfather was uh, uh, Nina Rotter. Did he do any of them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did number three. The worst of the uh <laughs> of with, of the yeah, three. with Nino Broto as well, though I guessing yeah. And I think thing. Sophia is in that, isn't she? Or she directs She's in all. this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just the little kid outside the yeah. old uh takeaway. When he's eating, why can't they eat properly? Why can none of the Greasers eat properly? And then ch- food ch- chuck all, it all out of the, the car. <laughs> yeah. But I mean he's got food all over his face. Tom Cruise has got cake all over his bloody face. That's terrible. <laughs> Uh but
0: yeah, so I just I just wanted to look at that and I was like, because it's absolutely it's nuts, isn't it? It is. There's a
1: definite um what's the word I don't want to use? Nepotism? Nepotism. Right. Come on, brain. But I never said that. I never said that. Uh there were a few bits in the film that uh made me go, eh? But I'm not not sure it's completely down to actually no, let's let's say that. Yeah. Anyway, okay, yeah. well do you want to get to highlights. Yeah. Let's... let's do highs and lows. Okay. Uh my first highlights. Uh, it's actually, I, I've mentioned it already, it's the, the three brothers' relationship. I think uh, it starts off really uneasy. Uh, yes, as I said, Seven Up and Horse Face are really close. Seven <laughs> Up and Horse Face. <laughs> They've all been through like, this major, major tragedy, uh, and Daryl has been dumped uh, into the... into. It, 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 you know, he's been forced to become the father figure, mm-hmm. um, and he's not wholly happy about it. He's trying to fight to make sure the two younger ones don't Well, he's only 20. Care yeah exactly um well, he, is. he is he is he is but then he does have that epiphany uh when you know pony boy ends up going to the church and they save the kids and the, obviously there's the axe and everything and when he comes into the hospital with with soda pop and you see there's almost this epiphany yeah uh and it's really nice from then on but before i just would have wanted more that's, of the fractious yes. stuff before that moment. I think it's a bit too... Because, I mean, when, he's, when Ponyboy kicks off after the driving, he says, oh, you, you're not wanted at home either. We've not seen anything about why he says he's not wanted at home by his brother and stuff. So I would have liked more, more of the clash before the epiphany. But apart from that, I think they're the three of them's relationship I think it's really, really well done, and it's re- and the, the three of them are such great characters and such great actors. So yeah, it works I'm, really well. I'd agree mostly. Yeah, I don't think we see enough of Soda Pop
0: to really right. get the relationship. I, I think you do more of. I was going to say Dalton then, um, but you, I think yeah, with Swayze and see Thomas Howell and stuff. Yeah, you do, but I, I don't. I don't feel we got a lot of him. You get most of him getting out of the fucking shower. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> And he still hasn't changed. <laughs> no, he really hasn't,
1: ugly bastard.
0: <laughs> okay, my first highlight is, uh-huh. uh, I think it's just uh, the cinematography. I think it's really it's shot really well. Mm. As in, some of them, you could just take a still of the film and put it up on a wall. I think it looks gorgeous. And I think the first time I thought that was, I, I guess we talked about it briefly earlier, was up at the, uh, up at the abandoned church when it was sunrise, sunset, just some sun event and they're talking about the poem Mm -hmm. and yeah i just think it it just looked really nice i mean the framing on everything was really good i think it just yeah i mean yeah i know you talked earlier about like not everything may have worked for you when it comes to the direction or whatever else but i
1: think i think the film looked beautiful great okay my second highlight is johnny's story i think it's that for me is one of the highlights uh, i think it's very well written Again, could have been a little bit more of, of, of the, the fractious na- nature with him and his, his parents and stuff. But, you know, the fact, he does get a bit of a, a backstory you know, with the, the, the abusive parents' relationship. He's on the edge. Uh, yeah. You know, he's, he's, he says he wants to kill himself. He said many times at the end, he's thought about killing himself. And then he murders somebody. To it, save to, a friend. To save his yeah. friend, who's being fucking drowned by these bullying assholes. I didn't
0: know they were going to go. There. See, as someone that would never seen the film, that surprised me. I was mm. like... I don't know. I thought he was going to get up and threaten them. They were going to run away. Yeah. And next thing yeah. you know. Or you, slash them. Or slash, You yeah. just. I love the fact you didn't see it as well. The fact yeah. that you, you saw inside the fountain. And this
1: blood came mm. trickling through. I was like. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> that's, 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 that's cool. And then after the fire. He's, he's covered in burns. And he's having to lay in such awkward positions. And, and you know. With his face on the thing. And he's broken his back. Uh, and you just know he's done for you know he's done for and and not wanting to see his mother and then he dies but before he dies he says you know I've often thought about taking my own life but now I don't want to I've got too much to live for basically and you kill him off it's a really it's a really 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 well written and and Macho plays it fucking so well doesn't he so good he's so good in this film Uh, I think his story is probably the best written character and, in and do you
0: know what? he he goes on record to say that it's one of his favorite characters mm. he's ever played he said i've always got a soft spot for johnny yeah and yeah, you can I think see somebody
1: why. asked him what his best film was and he yeah, yeah. says this yeah well i don't um,
0: yeah i don't blame it at all because thing is there's there are, he was
1: 20 at the time wasn't he playing a 16 year old
0: yeah and uh, i i've always got the voice in my head where you say daniel LaRusso, russo mm. it's just a bit of a sport brat. and yeah Do yeah, you know what you're right and, and I don't think, I think it's definitely the way he's written,
1: not the way mm. Machio plays him because... Oh, yeah, yeah. He is a sport brat. Dan yeah, is a sport and, brat. but Macchio but is a Johnny actor. Johnny is, K is, is a great character. Second oldest of all the boys uh, in real life. Uh, only, only younger than Patrick Swayze. Yep. But, yeah, 20 um, when he was doing yeah. Uh But yeah, I think his, his story and his part and the, and the way it's played yeah, it's 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 a real highlight for me. I loved it. Well, do you
0: know it. what? I've got a companion piece to that. Play, okay, then, which is C. Thomas Howell. Oh, okay. that is my second <laughs> highlight. I loved him. Mm. I mean, I've so I first took notice of him in uh, a film from 1990. So not not you know not long after this, mm-hmm. um, called Side Out about beach volleyball.
1: Oh, um, I remember you saying yes. Yeah, you showed um, me the trailer. Um,
0: yeah. No, no, yep. no. We've watched it when we were pissed one night. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't remember that. <laughs> it's a good film. Um, I think we did. Anyway, um, I think he's just. This could have gone wrong in so many directions. If Johnny was cast wrong, if Pony Boy was cast wrong, mm-hmm. and Pony Boy in this, he's he's just really good. Like he's really really good. He's he's got that lovely sensitive side to him that Cherry sees in him and things like that as well. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful, and he's he's your window into this and if he's shit then the film's fucked so mm. he was really good I, he was my
1: highlight and again there's that stand by me parallel yeah as the writer with richard Dreyfuss, the whole the writing, Yeah, yeah. And writing his experiences yeah and it, their relationship him and johnny Kay, the, the, the pony boy and johnny k's relationship is so close and so tender and and it's not sexual it, is, it isn't it, it blatantly isn't well at least i don't think it is no,
0: um, I, I, I did question. I was like, oh, but then again, if it was, you wouldn't know. It's 60s. So. Well, yeah,
1: exactly. and they're just coming out of being kids uh, into this awful, awful world. Yeah. But yeah. No, I think that, yeah. It's it's,
0: right. it's funny. It's a device that has been used so many times since as well. I mean, clearly you've got Stand By Me. Um, mm. You've got this. you got... Moulin Rouge even does the same sort of thing with you, McGregor starting the narration at the beginning mm-hmm. and then beginning and end it bookends it bookends it nicely. Yeah, well that's a
1: shit film. Whatever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> please. oh please! It gets on my fucking tits. Well, you're wrong. Anyway, <laughs> hey. And I'm going to have to take a break there because I need to pee. I need to pee. I need to pee. I really need
0: pee. So Darren, whilst you're away. <laughs>
1: interesting to find out what you have said
0: finished
1: your peewee <laughs> yeah yeah well I hope so I'm here <laughs> I don't if I haven't finished my peewee your chair's getting very wet uh, right where were we okay my first love light there. oh yeah go on. Um is again ties into some of the things I've talked about already uh, I don't think the script is as good as it could be I think it's a great story yeah I think there's some appalling dialogue it ain't
0: uh, as good as it could be. <laughs> exactly.
1: I think it's a bit too try and hard, uh, and therefore it becomes a bit unnatural. Well, hang on. So it was written by somebody, then didn't uh, Francis Ford rewrite? Apparently so, but, but uh, didn't yeah. get
0: a credit because of the whole.
1: But Essie Hinton's on set all the time. Mm. By her own confession, she's there all the time, so she should have been. No, that that's crap. That's that doesn't yeah. work, blah, blah blah. I mean, obviously she was, but then it, relatively you know, young, and you know, greatest
0: respect. Um, uh, well, you say she was relatively young. She was like mid-30s.
1: Yeah, but when she wrote it, she was relevant, relatively <laughs> yes, but young. But in terms of being on Beyonce, the set in a film, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think it, it comes across a little bit at times am-dram-try-hard. Uh-huh. Uh,
0: but also some novelists as well, being on set, is all great, but they are maybe novelists and not scriptwriters. Yeah, and, you absolutely. Know, it's yeah. a very, very different medium. But I also
1: it? think there are other things that are just sort of Mentioned and forgotten about the 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 murder after Johnny dies seems it, to be pretty it, much forgotten it's about. Really
0: swept under the carpet. Uh, isn't it?
1: The whole thing with uh, it's called Tim. He comes up and says, "I know he, uh, Dallas slashed my tires Yep. What's that story strand about? Why do they chase little kids across the waste ground Is it just to see that or show that they're they're actual bastards? Where are the police after the murder? And when they come back, you don't really see there's things that are suggested or you sort of you think should be there and they're just not. And I just uh, yeah, and, and as we were saying about the 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 improvised, if it was improvised, it doesn't always work. It feels mm-hmm. unnatural and forced. And I don't think that's down to losing much of the the, the the I don't think it's down to the editing of this version of the film. Uh, I think it's just some of it just doesn't work for me. So that's my <laughs> first low like. Well, I think you know exactly where I'm going
0: with my first lullet, which it just, it felt rushed. Mm. I don't think an hour and a half is enough for this story. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think it needs, I'm not saying, you know, Francis Ford Coppola is a bad writer or whoever wrote it before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the writing, it, it, it needed more. It needed more because apparently there's this whole storyline with the custody of the brothers and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, I think... When you were saying about, um, you know, Daniel LaRusso dying. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I think, you know, I, I kind of, yeah, I felt it. But I think I'd have felt it a lot more if I'd have known the character a bit longer. Um, and, you know, yes, we got to know them a bit in the montage. But mm. if it was a bit longer, if they'd given it more time to breathe, mm-hmm. I think this film could have been, I, I I think I would have been a weeping mess yeah. when he went. But the original
1: cut was two hours fifteen minutes, wasn't it? Or Which amounts. is
0: not excessive. And certainly, no. by today's well, standards, not, not for, for
1: Coppola film. <laughs> Jesus, when you look at Apocalypse Now, but then he cut it from that down to ninety-one minutes. I, his his revisit twenty years later was only an hour and fifty-five. Yeah, um, I'd like
0: I, I will go and watch the full version mm. because I kind of felt like something was missing mm. here, and that's and that. That's a, you don't want to feel that way when you finish a film. You want to go. Yeah, this was brilliant. And it worked because, actually, these scenes didn't need to be there. But I think some other stuff needed to be there. I think we needed to get the know the boys a lot more before they went to the drive-in. I think we needed more at the end as well. It just felt like a very mm. ending. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, I think in the book, from what I've read, there's a big custody battle or something about, you know... With, with the brother and looking after they're going to separate the boys or something like that it is mentioned in this cut of the film but, it, but literally uh, it's a sentence isn't yeah. it so yeah for me that was my long way of saying it, it just it felt rushed and nice. I know I know you like the films at an hour and a half but this could have done with some more mm-hmm. more time to breathe
1: yeah agreed okay my second low light and bizarrely is going to tie into one of your highlights I thought some of the cinematography was just fucking bizarre. Okay, I have to be honest. Uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of couple of tropes there, filming from below, extreme close-ups. Like oh, that was, when it zoomed into uh, Machio. <laughs> well, that's yeah. The, the zoom into Johnny after the letter was just fucking. Bizarre. I, I did find that weird. Just, I'm weird. not going to lie to you. I was like, why are you zooming in? Yeah, and, why didn't uh, you fade out? <laughs> But I mean, on the flip side, there's, there's that great shot when Ponyboy gets pushed over uh, and then storms out, and the, the camera just pans down the side of the house. They took the whole wall out to go from inside to outside. That's a really good moment. Mm-hmm. But the, the things that the for me, the blood wash when the 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 uh, the Sochis are trying to drown Ponyboy, I didn't like. Oh, I did. Yeah, I it didn't work for me. The and the other one as well was the and it is. I don't know if you've ever seen the film of Gone with the Wind. No. But the very end of it, I think the line is something I can't remember what the line is. I'm not even gonna bother trying. But it has that sort of fake, sort of sunset sunrise yeah. thing in the background, and they copy that pretty much for the film. Oh, but it what, did it when they're outside it's, it's, Yeah, it's almost like mm. an homage to that that sort of weird, almost like they're against a, a blue screen or a green screen moment. See, um, just and I, I mean, for me that just it's a bit, I mean you're talking about Gone with the Wind. Oh, you 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 just been reading from Gone with the Wind, and now you're quoting this the other the poem guy. It's uh, just like the. poem. <laughs> and it's like it's a bit too on the nose for me. So okay. I thought some of the, the the some of his choices were a bit bizarre.
0: See, I respect that, and art is subjective. However, you know, I I really liked the in the fountain blood stuff because I was like, shit, who that who, who's been cut? Like, mm. what's what's happened? Because I know nothing about this yep. film. Yeah, that's fair enough. So I was like. What what the fuck has gone on? And then we kind of go into you know there's one guy dead, and I was like, oh my god, okay. So for me, it, I that was a great stylistic choice, and it worked personally for me. But right, it's 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 one what, man's what, yeah, one meat, man's gold, treasure, whatever yeah. it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> one man's meat's another man's treasure. mutton or something. Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. meat and mutton, treasure. One, yeah, trash. If you know the same, please get in touch because <laughs> we clearly don't. We clearly had way too much uh, of Mr. Smirnoff. Oh yeah. So anyway, that's Test my uh, uh, right, um, <laughs> second low
0: light. Oh, okay, my second low light is a bit of a weird one, Dad. It's it's a story point, and I kind of like—I don't know if it's more explained in the book or what—but the thing that I found really fucking jarring mm-hmm. was—and I get they needed a catalyst to get them back to Tulsa or whatever, but. I don't. What the fuck were these children doing at an abandoned church? I <laughs> With don't. Teachers? Yeah. Or was it a church study group? or something. I don't know. They, so, and then, then, what were the teachers or whatever I was doing that these children ran into a church that was I don't know about to set on well, fire? He needed to be
1: there. That man needed to be there so I could do my bloody one step challenge. <laughs> well, yeah, I That's guess so. Why. <laughs> but
0: I was like, okay. But what are the? I mean, what are these children doing? running around an abandoned church. It's not like it's in the middle of a, a town. I was like, it's out in the middle of fucking nowhere. This bus has turned up with two teachers. What, they can't keep an eye on 20 students? that so They've all ran but into also, a building that's about
1: to start burning. They've jumped in a car, driven into town, had food, and driven back. Yep it's a wooden church it would have burnt down within minutes surely when did they
0: get there yes and they were saying yeah it might have been they felt guilty because they might have left a cigarette burning that was the
1: implication wasn't it but I'm like then you kids have just run into a burning building when your teachers are present yeah Yeah,
0: I don't so I think that could have been done a lot better Mm. maybe explain you know maybe maybe there's some something happening in the church, and they're kind of going right. Actually, we're going to go look at an old abandoned church, and you see a shot of them kind of going, "Why they're there?" And maybe you, I, I know it's going to add five minutes to the film, but the the teacher's getting all the kids out, but a couple of kids have hidden away somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, give give us a bit more story, because for me, it just looks like they kidnapped a bunch of kids, taking them up to an abandoned church, shoved them into a burning building, for three people to go rescue them. Uh huh. So just... just What's I, your issue with that? Am I being a bit, like, arsy yes. about this? Okay. <laughs> no, I agree. It's it's
1: quite a bizarre moment. Isn't um, it?
0: I know they needed that moment, and that's great. Yeah. But maybe it's explained more in the novel or the extended version. I don't it's know. It's definitely not...
1: It's no different in the extended version. Oh, is it not? No. Because I was no.
0: just like, I don't... what? Why are they there?
1: Yeah. It's, it is a bizarre moment. It's like, uh, hang on, they've obviously been away for at least an hour. At maybe least. At that. Maybe at the least... 40, maybe 45 40, minutes. Yeah, caught 40, it 45 minutes. But, a, but... A, a small-ish wooden structure like that, if it was because of Johnny Kay's cigarette, the place would have been alight a whilst they were in the car driving away.
0: But why I would know, you I be know. going to the abandoned church? Well,
1: who knows? Maybe <laughs> they were going know. to look into
0: the lake. Okay, maybe they were. And these children ran into a burning uh-huh, building. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah, there we go. That's my, that's my okay, next Okay, Well, that's
1: our highs and lows <laughs> I guess the next thing to look at then is the music. Yeah. Uh, uh, if what I, I'm going to ask you first: What did you think of the music?
0: I must say, I, I so I clocked it was. Uh, I always say Coppola, Coppola. I don't know. <laughs> I, I clocked it. Granddaddy Coppola. At, yeah. At one of the beginning, I was like, okay, I'll see. I must say, I didn't notice a lot. Right. Um. I I noticed obviously the the song that played over the beginning and the end. Yeah. Yeah. Was it both beginning and end? Yes. Because the title sequence was really bizarre. Yeah. It was a really long time. It felt like I was watching the end of the film at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, um, But again, weird zooms
1: in mm, on the names and yeah. then Yeah, I was like, I can see and...
0: it. I may be 45, but I can still see
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> and i look got a coma.
0: Yeah. I, I must say, I didn't notice a great deal of the incidental music. I,
1: obviously, sung by Stevie Wonder, mm-hmm. uh, with lyrics by Stevie Wonder, and the lyrics were very nice.
0: Yeah. I mean, it seemed, it seemed okay. It, it wasn't... It wasn't offensive enough to bring me out of the film, but it wasn't kind of like uh, enough to bring me in. Do you know what Mm. I mean? As in, I didn't really notice it that much. So I can't make a comment on the music because I was watching the film and maybe that's a good thing.
1: Right. Okay. Okay, so... I thought it was fucking weird. I have to be honest. I mean, that first song or the song, yeah, that was that was bizarre. But it, like, for just from I turned to say, I went, "This is a bit sons and daughters," like some cheesy eighties. the river run. Oh god, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> uh, actually, no, that's a good song. Uh, it was some sort of. It felt like some sort of cheesy soap opera was just starting. I thought the music, uh, but the music was orchestral and thematic. And I thought it was so old fashioned. I didn't notice. It was just bizarre. It felt like some sort of 1940s musical, a, a, a reject from a 1940s. And it was, you know, he had these big soaring strings. Like no it's no a, offense to Carmine,
0: but he was 73 when he did this. Yeah. Well, 72, yeah. probably. Uh, you
1: know. uh, uh, no, I just thought it was weird. You know, it, it, it was like a, a, a Busby Barkley musical reject. I thought it was inappropriate. It felt so dated.
0: I didn't Uh, notice
1: it. I really didn't notice. If you go back and watch it again and just listen. I will now, yeah. Think of it as uh, something like Gone With The Wind. Maybe that's the intention. I don't know. But it just felt so out of place. The Stevie Wonder track was just weird. Um, It it, it actually reminded me. Do you know the song Would You from Singing In The Rain? No. No, I don't. It's, would you? Would you? Oh, yeah, I know it now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> just the whole thing I thought was bizarre and just completely out of place for the film. Uh, it was very nice. Stranger, and very...
0: isn't it? I didn't notice it at right. all. I, I mean, but I didn't notice it being good either.
1: I would have wanted more, you know, as they do in things like La Bamba and Stand By Me, which were only a few yeah, years later. Yeah. I want more songs of the time. You'd expect the boys to be listening to rock and roll. And it's just not there. I mean, you get Gloria from Van Morrison at the very start, and I think there might be a few others dotted around in in, in the... But hardly yeah, any. even as they're driving it's, in the cars. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I didn't notice that. It's all original score. Again, it, it's written very nice, but I think it's very dated, and it doesn't fit with this film whatsoever. I really okay. didn't like it. No, I didn't. It I, I'm really, not really stuck I it. out for me.
0: However, now you've pointed and out about a the lack of, of uh, you know songs mm. in the film, yeah. yeah. I mean... I suppose it did clock that when it said, yeah, Stevie Wonder. I was like, okay, what about... Because they yeah. did have the opportunity to have some great 60s songs. It actually reminded
1: yeah. me a little bit of the Fox and the Hound song as well. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it has that sort of Disney of that period feel. Okay. Yeah, it, it, the score didn't work for me at all. It's very nice. It's very well written, but it seems like it's from a bygone era that's okay. not appropriate to 1983. Well, this, well this or film. the 60s as well, you but know, yeah. if it's yeah. trying to evoke the feeling of that. Yeah. yeah. And well, there we go. That's my uh, my, my thoughts on t- soundtrack.
0: Okay, great. Well, we have, have a break. A, we yeah, have we've talked for a long time. <laughs> I love the fact you put your glasses and looked and went a long time. <laughs> a long yeah, time. let's have a break mm-hmm. and we will be right back. And we're, and we're back. back, part three of Darren and Matt's Ace's Adventure, where we have delved into the Outsiders. We have. Broken it down. We've looked at the characters, the very bizarre music, and we are here to get quizzical.
1: <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't know. Are you on glue? <laughs> Am I on glue? <laughs> anyway, yeah. As my learned colleague said, <laughs> my, well, learned stretching. <laughs> as it, my but... drunk colleague said, oh yeah, we're uh, yeah, we're going to have a quiz now. <laughs> Eyes down for a full out. Hooray! And as it stands, in this block of 10, we've had five so far, and it's 3-2 to Matt. Could this be your block of 10? Let's face it, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, <but> anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, for those who have just joined us for this film, uh, we have a quiz every week. Being an even-numbered episode, I get to ask the first question. So, Mr. Matthew, question one for you. Yeah. How old was Soda Pop when he first started shaving? Hmm...
0: Uh, okay, so because Dali was one age, well of course he was, uh, so I think, was Dali earlier or was Dali later, I don't know. My gut's saying 13, but I don't know, Um, because was it Dali that was 13 and Soda Pop was 15? I think it's one of those two, am I right, it's one of those two. It's going to be a 50-50. I'm going for one of those. Is it one of those two? Oh, okay. I'm just getting the look. (laughs) I'm getting the look. (laughs) Um,
1: I'm going to say 15. Is that your final answer? Yes. He was 15. Yes. (laughs) Nice. And that's not even one of my questions. (laughs) No, it isn't. Hey, you're right, though, uh, Daryl was 13. Yeah, yeah.
0: so I, I kind of thought, hang on a second, because he's like the more manly man. Manly man. <laughs> Isn't he, though? <laughs> uh, all right, then. Yeah. When they're playing cards in the church...
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: What hand does one of them win with?
1: Is it a pair? I'll go with a pair.
0: It's. Uh, it's not... Well, it is kind of
1: I don't really know any hands apart from a raw flush I okay. mean
0: can, have you got the card can you give me the cards go oh, on no. take a guess at the cards <sighs> I'll give you that
1: two twos uh, eight ten
0: and I don't know it was a full house it was two aces and three twos ah uh, okay
1: nope wouldn't have known that
0: I didn't know yes okay. motherfucker so that's another point to you yeah I know They're, watch your questions get extremely hard now. <laughs>
1: Uh OK, at the end of the film, when we see Ponyboy writing his story, mm-hmm. what book does he have on his bookshelf?
0: Yeah, uh, there's no, I don't know anything. No, nope. uh, maybe how to play poker. <laughs> 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 um, I'm going to take a punt at
1: gone with the wind, but that's sort of clearly not then. No, it's uh, Webster's Dictionary. Oh, OK, OK. Wow. Okay. World. Wow. Wowzers.
0: I mean, okay, this is going to be you know it or you don't, I suppose. What's
1: what's Cherry's friend's name? Oh, shit. I do know this. Marsha. Uh, Marsha. Marcia. Marsha. Marsha. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, <laughs> yeah. That wasn't one of mine either. I, yeah. But you know,
0: it's one of those things, isn't it? You either yeah. clocked it or you didn't. Because I think first time I didn't clock it.
1: Uh, ooh, uh, 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 uh. Uh, I have got a bastard question, but I'll save that for, uh, just in case. Just in case. Okay, when 2Bit's talking about his car, and the brakes on it nearly killed his friend, possibly girlfriend, doesn't mention, but he says, uh, the car nearly killed me, and who?
0: No idea. Absolutely no idea. Kathy.
1: Yeah, I, I was.
0: Okay. I, I must have not been paying attention to that. You remember, he
1: talks about Kathy's brother being a hood. He goes yep. to, to the barber to get have, an oil I change. I couldn't have
0: told you the name. Okay, not for, not for the fucking life of me. Okay. Um, what's gonna fuck Darren over? Um. <laughs> okay. How much money does the little girl ask them
1: for? Fifteen cents. Final answer. Well, she changed it then to a dime, I think. But I don't really know what that is. Uh, Originally, 15 cents. Yeah? Yeah. Correct. Yes. And then she does change it to a dime, doesn't she? Yes, she does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's 4-2 then. Yeah, fuck you then. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very harsh. I think The thing is, I think you've got most of mine. Really? Mm, Well, let's find out if you've got most of mine. What uh, petrol station does soda pop work in? Texaco. DX. What's showing at the uh, west screen at the drive-in? Uh,
0: beach, uh, beach, I don't know, like Beach Party Blanket or something like that. Beach Blanket and, Bingo. and Beach Blanket Bingo, and there was another film, but I can't quite
1: remember it. Muscle, Muscle Beach. Muscle Beach Party, yeah. And what's showing at the east screen? Nothing. It's down for refurbishment. Close for repairs, but I'd have given you. Yeah. Who wrote Gone with the Wind? No, I can't. I don't know. <laughs> Margaret Mitchell, what do they order at Dairy Queen? Oh, that's that's hard to hear. Um, there was something like
0: a three bar double barbecue burgers
1: and three cokes, three cokes, three barbecue burgers, uh, three barbecue, barbecue sandwiches, and, and then it cuts. Yeah. Uh, where was Dallas previously living where he thought he that would be the only place he'd see a murder rap? New York. Yep. Uh, what was pointy boy's sport at school? Um, swimming? Track. He says it when he's fighting with 2-Bit on the floor. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, the boys head to where after the murder? It's like a like a modern speakeasy, right? Oh uh, No, uh, but, 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 but yeah, after that, they go to see uh, Oh, wh- oh he, he which place? Them, Yeah, sorry, uh, he like, tells them to like go Wichita where.
0: Wichita or something It's not. Yeah, yeah Windricksville. Yeah, and it was something... Uh, J Mountain, be-
1: yeah. Uh, what's the sign above that speakeasy place when they get to the door? Budweiser? Budweiser. Uh, what's the name of the shop that Dallas robs before he gets killed?
0: Oh, it's like something like u Tomah or
1: something like that, or U-Tom. totem, u Totem, that's yeah. it. Where do we first see What shop is Dallas first at outside when we first see him? Oh, I don't know. The, the Bowen Lounge uh, and what do they sell, Coors and the Burger Deluxe for 75 cents with coal.
0: Uh of course i got the burger prices of
1: course (laughs) Uh, what the opening hours of the diner that two bit and pony boy go to
0: um 11 till 9 or and days uh monday to saturday
1: yeah nice yeah thank you (laughs) uh, uh, this (laughs) was my bastard question what was the mickey mouse cartoon that they end up watching
0: but we don't know that
1: we do because it's in the credits
0: (laughs) Oh
1: come on! Apparently, it's called Mickey's trailer. I know,
0: I know. There's Goofy in that, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> so that, that's my. We can't stop doing credits question because this will get ridiculous. Like, <laughs> well, who was the third cinematographer? Oh, I wouldn't assistant? go that far. No, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so some of my questions. Anyway, it some probably easy. would have been a Coppola. <laughs> probably. <laughs> some of mine are relatively easy. Some are a bit more difficult. What is Pony Boy's last name? Curtis. Curtis. Um, right. So Emilio Estevez. He loves Mickey Mouse. Clearly. But what colour is his Mickey Mouse t-shirt at the drive-in? Uh, grey. I don't know. Fuck, man. I should have asked that. Red. Okay. He had red one there and a blue one later he on. Because he
1: wears the yeah. well, bluey grey. I don't know if it... Yeah.
0: Right, yep. Okay. Um, How much money does Dallas give Johnny to go on the lam? Uh $50. Yes. What time is the train they should catch? 3.15. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Wanker. Who wrote the poem that um, he quotes?
1: Oh, uh, um, I don't know. I've got Fred Olsen in my head. I can't remember. Yes, Fred Olsen cruises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Robert Frost. Robert Frost. In the store that Dallas gets shot in, how much is bacon for
1: £2? <laughs> bacon for £2? Yeah, £2, £2 pounds pounds? of bacon. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, 40 cents. $1.39. And okay. coffee per pound? No idea. Fuck's sake. Fuck's sake. 69 cents. 69, dude.
0: And finally, what is the DC comic hero seen at the right of the magazine rack as Dallas <laughs> has stood there?
1: <laughs> yeah, if you'd asked that, I definitely would have asked the Mickey Mouse one. um I don't know. Well, probably Superman because he's behind the counter. Don't know. Batman. Okay.
0: Literally a Batman <laughs> comment right there. I was like.
1: Literally a Batman.
0: I thought. Thing is. I question myself, because when you started talking about Superman behind the counter, when he's looking at the comics, I was like, oh, he's fucking looked at the comics.
1: (laughs) Hey, play the player. That's the way the cookie crumb is. Three apiece. Three apiece. Going into uh, a piece. Going into next week's episode. Mm -hmm. Whatever that will be. Uh, But I guess uh, after the quiz, that's Last Orders at the Bar then. in
0: it? Last Orders at at the Bar, please. Last Orders at the Bar.
1: bar. So yeah, that's our look. That's our little look at... uh, at the Outsiders, uh, a request from says one of her favorite films, and and she's got the book as well. She brought it down last week. Uh, really I mean. glad we did it. Yeah, I really liked it. Really liked it. But yeah, at this point in the podcast, we're going to then uh, give our opinions and then give a sum up and give it a score. And um, it's you. It's you this yeah, week. Yeah, first. It? Yeah, odd, even, even. So, yeah, I really liked it. It is a case with Coppola, again, of keeping it in the family, but I guess that's irrelevant as long as they turn out the film. It's one the, uh, the adaptation of the book was actually uh, suggested by a petition, wasn't it?
0: From a school, yeah. From a
1: school, a librarian at a school, and, and loads of kids there, uh, which I think is great. So, yeah, they, they basically wrote to uh, Francis Ford Coppola and included something like 150 signatures on a petition saying, we love this novel, we want you to turn it into a film, please do it.
0: And he did. And he got thanked for it at the end of the... Well, they, they, they he got thanked, thanked them yeah. at the They're end in the, of the film. And yeah. he
1: took the film to the school and showed it to the students at the school, who apparently loved it, with with some of the cast, apparently. Mm. Uh, they got a bit doughy-eyed and stuff, with <laughs> Rob Lowe and stuff like that. Uh, but I think it's great. But the film itself... I he's a fucking vampire. Oh, he's an ugly bastard, isn't he? He's a vampire. <laughs> he doesn't change. <laughs> he doesn't grow older. Uh, I really like the film. I think it's lacking a few things. Even I with agree. the watching the alternate version as well, it, it feels a bit unnatural in places and forced. But you've got one hell of a cast here. You could say this is the the, the birth of the Brat Pack. Yeah, uh, I, I think you'd be, yeah, uh, you'd be right definitely one wing of the Brat Pack before the you know the the others join as well. I think it's it's crack it's a cracking cracking movie. It's, it's emotional. It's it speaks to people on on so many levels because of the the novel that it came from. It's funny in places, I think it could do with a bit more humour, uh, but it's very emotional. It's, it's nice, this coming-of-age thing. It is well-made. I would question some of the shots that he uses, but it's... Yeah, but you're wrong. <laughs> but, but that's his style. He does it in Apocalypse Now, he does it in The Godfather and stuff like yeah. that. So that's 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 just his It's, a, it's a preference thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and for me, some of, it, some of it works, some of it doesn't, but it doesn't detract from how Good, the film is the performances on the whole are great again. We could have done with a few more female characters, but they, this is a very much a product of its time, and it's also very much a product of
0: like laddie lads fighting, mm. you know? Yeah, exactly. It's, but to be fair, the, and the female by, characters
1: we do get are quite strong.
0: And it was written by a, a woman, uh, I well, yeah. say, a, I don't want to say girl, but she was 15 when yeah, exactly, she wrote yeah. it
1: Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. crazy. Uh, so yeah, and it's. It's a it's a satisfying film to watch. You do get a beginning, a middle, and an end. Feels like some bits are missing, obviously because mm-hmm. they are. But no, I think it's a very very good adaptation. Uh, it's so good, in fact, that uh, the League of Gentlemen, you know, the the British yeah, comedy, yeah, yeah. they're massive massive movie fans, and a lot of their characters, the the names of the characters that they've taken from lots of films that they love, and, and things like that they're influenced by films that they love, and the. <laughs> When the last series they did together, they had a magician, right? Uh, and it, it, this nerdy magician who was terrible, and his name was Dean Tavaloris, uh, and Dean Tavaloris was the production designer on the film. Oh, no. So, yeah, this That's is obviously one of their fantastic. favorites. Um, but, yeah, I think the film is a very, very good film. On this, this viewing, I really enjoyed it. I will happily watch it again. I liked it. The, the performances are great. The music is lacking, but yeah. mm-hmm. um, I'm going to give it an eight. Okay, I enjoyed it. I really, really liked it. I think it's a very, very good piece of cinema. Yourself,
0: yeah, I, I, I do concur. It is a, a really good film. However, I, I, I wanted to like it more. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I'm going to get much more out of the extended cut because mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with you that it's missing bits here and there. And it doesn't feel finished for me. And I think that was probably studio interference. I mean, it's certainly not Francis Ford Coppola going, yeah, I want to make this about 45 minutes shorter. Mm. No, because he'd shot all this stuff for a reason. And I think the film does suffer for it Mm -hmm. because we don't get as attached as I genuinely believe I would be to these characters if
1: it had been released in its entirety. So... I do think it's bizarre that, that, where he's been told to take stuff out to, to shorten it, He's taken a third of the film away. A third of I the film—way too much. Because
0: I, 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 I just stopped for a second. I was like, "Have I? Have, am I missing something?" While yeah. like he's got like a mark on his neck, I was like, "What's going yeah. on here?" Yeah. So I, I, I think we, you know, I think us as viewers really missed out on on some of the stuff that wasn't there. As someone that's seen the the, the full version, I
1: don't know how much that does restore. Uh, there, there is a, a, from what I remember from watching it one time. There, there is a courtroom scene at the end. Right, it's still very brief. There's uh, a whole opening segment where uh, Ponyboy is walking back. He's he's just been to see uh, uh, the movie that he talks about at the very end, and he comes out and he's walking home and gets attacked by the Sochers. i, I t- t- <laughs> Yeah, t- I mean that's a few differences, uh, but also the score is quite different. There's a lot of Elvis songs that actually soundtrack. Um, sorry, uh, song songs been put into okay. the score. Uh, and the score is a bit different. I think it's written by another one of the couple of family. Would you um, say
0: that you enjoyed that more, though, watching the full length? Uh, no, I, I keep saying the full length, but do you know what
1: I mean? Uh, no, because I found the music really, really intrusive. I don't know if it's just the, the visual. But the actual footage. Itself. In terms of the the story, I think it makes much more sense. There's right. more of a, a through line. But bizarrely, I found a lot of the dialogue really, really difficult to, to hear. No, and you're
0: not I, alone. When I was watching it, even today.
1: The, the accents are so thick. Yes. But with the, the second cut, or the 2005 cut, the score was really loud. Really, really loud. Oh, so that was even more difficult. Yeah. So with the accents and the... It, it just, like, I can't hear what's going on. Uh, and I, okay. I, I, I mean, maybe it was to do with the eardrum oh, yeah, as I well. From, yeah, I kept trying to say, what did they say? Uh? What that man say? <laughs> what that man say? Uh, so, yeah. I, but I think in terms of the, f- the, the, the storyline, mm. it makes... A lot, it's much more satisfying.
0: It's about twenty twenty five minutes mm. on
1: top, though, yeah. isn't it? And yeah. do you know
0: what? I, I, I feel and I feel like I'm penalising
1: this film for what it is mm. because I know that that's not what was intended. But as a studio demand, for me, sorry, I'm jumping down. No, 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 thing. no. It almost feels like the studio went, right, we need to cut this down a bit. And he went, oh, fuck it. I'll fucking lop that up. Fucking lop that up. blah, blah, blah. To take out so much feels based on absolutely no proof whatsoever, almost like he threw his toys out the pram and went, well, there you go, there's fucking yeah, an hour and a half version. But I.
0: either that or the studio did say, we want an hour and a half version
1: because yeah. that can play It's Which excellent. is more likely, but for me, the way it chops and changes and, and, and doesn't make sense in some places. No, no. That's how it feels. Based on absolutely nothing, I've got no... It, but an hour and just, a half
0: version will play more times mm, per day in the cinema, thus course. earning more money. Of course. So. But anyway, all that aside... <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm actually, it's one of those rare instances where I'm going to give it a lower score than you. Okay. Um, I, I think, I think a seven for me. Right. However, I think that's not the film's fault Mm -hmm. Uh, because I just wanted a little bit more. I think it could be, I think the longer version, no, do you know what? I'm pushing it to seven and a half, but I, I, seven and a half for me, but I think the longer version would drag me in a bit more. And I think that would be an eight and a half, nine. I, I'm sure it's still not without its faults, but I am definitely, definitely going to go and watch the full length version. Well, as in, I'm calling it the full length because he got us to take stuff out. He didn't want to. Uh, so therefore, I'm going to go and watch the
1: longer version. I, I guess, like you say, you know, it's such an important novel to the, you know, the, the the people. If you can whack in another couple of screenings a day. You're gonna to have to yeah. you know a the yeah, student's gonna take the money, in I mean
0: they, they did they sort of doubled their money though, mm. didn't they? Yeah. So
1: it tripled it, yeah. Yeah. Well that's
0: that's not bad, is it? We, we've had worse days. We've had worse days, so, Rodders. I mean, so there we are. That's that's fifteen and a half out of twenty. That's yeah. that's a pretty yeah. good score. Um but I I genuinely think it'd be a lot more if if it was uh you know Yeah. the yeah. original version. Not not even the, the, the new version, but the
1: original, mm. I think would Yeah, be, I mean it'd be <laughs> interesting to see that very, very first. That call. would be great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what do you think of it? Uh, have you seen it? Uh, have you not seen it for a while? Yeah. Uh, do you hate it? Do you love it? Uh, are you American? Is this a very, very important novel to you. Reading lots of uh, stuff online, it seems to be one of those novels that was studied at school around what Americans call the sixth or seventh grade, what yeah, we yeah, call weekend, end of that, primary yeah, school, yeah. beginning of secondary school. Yeah, to let us know what you think. Do you like it? Do you hate it? Do you love the novel but hate the movie? Do you hate the novel but hate, love the movie? Who knows? Who uh, knows, indeed? Who knows? Well,
0: we, it sounds like we
1: both really, really, really enjoyed the movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, and I'm very glad we did it. Thanks, says. Yep. Cheers, says. Cheers, says. Well, I guess that's time for... Oh, next week, yeah. All right. The tagline
0: for next week's film. Yeah. Very simple one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, like, a bunch of them, but I've just taken it from the cover. Okay. Soon, the hunt will begin. Gene Hunt. Oh, Are we doing Live on Mars? Live on Mars, yeah. <laughs> yeah, soon the hunt will begin. That is next week's film. Ooh, so if you know what that, that is, then all good. Mm. Uh, yes, oh, I can't believe it, though. We're getting so close. That would be episode 97. I know. Cree, cree. Nearly at 100 episodes. That is amazing. Yeah.
2: Crazy! But
0: crazy. And as, as we always say at the end of each episode, please feel free to get in touch. We always love hearing from you. And uh-huh, uh-huh. we are looking forward to another nearly 100
1: episodes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, I guess that's it from us then. Yeah,
0: I suppose. Uh, yeah.
1: I guess. I can't
0: finish without saying this. So,
1: Darren, mm-hmm. anything else? Just stay gold, mate. Stay gold. Don't break
0: my heart like that.
1: <laughs> 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 Until I'll next time. Mean, <laughs> fuck off.
0: Until next time then. I've been Matt.
1: And I am Darren.
0: Cheers. Well, I guess that's time for.
1: Ooh, next week, yeah.
0: Last orders. August... Do we oh. not
1: do last orders already? I don't know. Oh, maybe.